Hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Think the Phoenicians podcast. I am here with my guest star, well, with my guest star, who is also my cousin, Spencer. Um, Say hello, Spencer. Hi. Today, we're going to discuss some of the history of the ride Soren. First, I'm going to talk about some new announcement to this podcast. Um, You can now find this podcast on Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, and Radio Public. Um, yes, and um, we also have an Instagram, who my cousin, uh, not his cousin, but it's on my other side, um, is running Ava, um, so um, thank her, um, which you can find it at thinkthephoenicians.podcast. We will try maybe to do a Facebook for it. Maybe a Twitter. We do not know exactly, but we will try. Um, we also want to clarify that me and Phoebe are the hosts, and we will have guest stars. So Spencer is here as a guest, um, and he agreed. Um, also, if any of my other cousins uh, want to ever join, just shoot me a text, and if you're listening... And tell me, and I will gladly let you be on it. I might not let younger cousins be on it, like, yeah, but we'll see. Um, uh, anyways, yes, um, so, uh, we are just gonna, this is one of our history rides, I mean, our his. okay, sorry, one of our ride history episodes we will be releasing one i don't know every month maybe um so we will this is our first one um in the month of february sorry if you can hear i just cracked my knuckles so that's probably annoying um uh also what was (sighs) forgot what i was gonna say oh yeah on the um front page of our podcast the cover um is uh has a history of a hist was it sorry i'm like tired i did not get good sleep i'm trying to think a history it was like a disney parks history or something or Disney his- a podcast about Disney history. Sorry, it's going to be about the Disney parks. We might do segments about um, the movies and the shows and other stuff. Anyways. Okay, let's get started. Soren was called Ultra Flight in the earlier days of this ride. And you can still find the name on the tower consoles at the California attraction. Which, the thing about this attraction in California, I like how it has the hangar shape. So it looks like where the aircrafts are stored. And I like that on the inside, they have the, um, they talk about different aviaries. um, Aviator, did I say that? Aviators. Aviators. Aviary is for birds. Sorry. Aviators, aviaries. Sorry. Um, I like how they have the aviaries aviators they talk about different aviators so like uh, but they just have the history of them um 
yeah. Um, you can also find this located in, I think, Grizzly Peak, but I don't know. Um, Disney has sadly changed the attraction to be soaring around the world, and it's still fun, uh, but it's sad to see an original attraction go. Like I've talked about, I'm sad about Splash Mountain, um, but I guess the worst, they could have picked something worse than um, The Princess and the Frog. Do you agree with that? Yeah, totally. They could have done something worse, but yeah. Um. So okay. So the first model of this ride came from a toy, which was an erector set and some string, which Mark Summer created. Um. If you don't know what a erector set is, go look it up. And it's pro- I think it's it's older. Um, it's an older toy. Um, but I. He talks about it on this documentary, which um, I watch with my little brother. Um, it is so he found it in his attic and he put it together to create this ride that we all know and love. Anyways, each vehicle consists of three rows set under a canopy. So when you were lifted up to the screen, you would be on different levels. Therefore, you were able to see the screen the whole time. Each vehicle fits 87 guests at a time. Therefore, you were able to get on the ride faster. <sighs> Sorry. Like Isaac said, you're lifted up to a screen that only shows the video you're watching, so you can't see anything else, which allows it so that you can see it. It like makes it feel like it's real. And then, um, so it only shows the video you're watching, so you can't see anything else. It also shows aerial views, which, in other words, um, they are videos that are filmed in the sky. So you would then feel like you're actually flying. As they talked on the last episode, Disney always tries to find a way of immersing, immersing you into the experience, which also means it makes it feel like you're being part of the experience, makes it, it sounds, feels real. Yeah, I think Disney has a great way of doing that. Um, all the lands and the parks and stuff like that. I. But anyways, um, let's see. Um, the ride structure weighs weighs about a million pounds of steel, and thirty seven tons are lifted each cycle. So every um time you go, every ride, like. Every time you go on a ride, that's how much is lifted up. So that's a lot. So they need this big, um, huge motor to keep it up the whole time without something breaking. And that is another thing about Disney. I feel like it's really safe um, compared to other theme parks. They make sure their guest safety is put first. Like they'll have, um, they'll ride it first and they'll have inspectors come check it for safety. Make sure um, that it's put first. There, the guest safety is put first. Okay. To make it even more immersive, the vehicle's movements are synchronized to the video. So if you are going over a mountain, it would lift, so it feels like you're going over a mountain. The seats would also blow air when wind would rush by, or it will blow scents. 
So if you flew over some orange groves, you get a big whiff of orange. For example, in uh, I think it's Soaring Over the World, you fly over the Taj Mahal, which puts off probably my favorite scent. I think it's like it. It just smells like roses and smells like flowers, and it just smells so good. Yeah, I, I, it was, it was so amazing when I got that smell. I was just like, wow. <laughs> okay, um, well, we ha- will. Um, I was going to save this for later, but um, I want to tell you about something, Spencer. So there are these. It's called the Magic Candle Company, and they're Disney scents. So you can get candles or oils or, like, bath bombs, and they're different scents. So if you buy the one that's flying over India, it smells exactly like that. Mm, cool. Um, anyways, so, yeah, it is just – I. it is – it just – oh, I love the smells. Like Africa, uh, when you fly over Africa and see all the elephants, you'll you smell grass, like freshly cut grass, um, which I mean I'm not a fan of grass. It's not my favorite, but it still immerses you, which that's something I love. Um, and yeah, then so there are four different versions of this attraction. So we will each talk about one. Oh, and not about one, about two. Um, two of them, uh, the last two we have never been on, both of us. We've never been to or been on the ride, but the first two we have. So um, the one in California um, is in California Venture, obviously. Um, speaking of which, I think that they should have Soren over California in California Venture versus the and um, instead of soaring around the world, I think soaring around the world should be located in Epcot, which um, Spencer will talk about later, um, is the Disney World 1 version, because Epcot is all about the countries and um, different um, foreign, uh, different yeah, like foreign people, cultures and uh, stuff. They have a, uh, in Epcot, there's the, country area where um there's this like half the park is all just different parts of a country and sometimes there's a festival where you're gonna try different foods from those kind of countries from those countries did you guys try foods there yes we went on the the food and wine festival yes which um i've actually done that too um we don't drink wine but it, we yeah. just eat the food um i've done that too i did that i think when i was in third grade um it I thought it was so good and I wanted to try I forgot what they call them but in England they eat snails and I wanted escargot was it no it would have it was France I wanted to eat escargot but we unfortunately didn't get there in time to try it before it closed so I still need to try it that's on my bucket list anyways um so, it is in California, it is one of the most popular attractions in the park. So, it is always crowded. But, like we said earlier, it, it, if it is crowded, you can, get a, you can get on it faster because of how many people you sit. Yeah. You I also I like to go in the mornings as some, some one of the first rides I go on because it is never crowded in the mornings. So you always get on the ride immediately. 
Yes, that's exactly what we do. We always go to the most popular ride. Avatar Flight of Passage is in Animal Kingdom, literally. Yeah, we did we that went. first in Animal Kingdom. We, um, we, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, uh, Indiana Jones. Um, you gotta get on that ride fast, because it's also, it's a really popular ride. At least in yeah. Disneyland it is. It's, like, one of the most popular in Disneyland. Yes, it is. Um, but, yeah, always go for the, um, uh, the ride that gets longer. I would recommend that. Um, let's see. Um... So it opened in 2001 as Soarin' Over California, then later became Soarin' Around the World, and then it then it switched back to Soarin' Over California because of uh, I think it was like the summer before um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge was supposed to open, so they opened it just because, or was it while I think it was while Galaxy's Edge, because there was tons of people there. They wanted people love soaring over California. I mean, I love soaring over the world, but I'd prefer soaring over California. Um, so, uh, so, but every so they were only doing it for a short period of time. But everyone wanted it to stay, so they were gonna extend it. So it was it was like the June. It was like a just for June, and then they extended it. I think for the whole summer. I don't know if they ever switched it back to um, soaring over around the world before um, the pandemic, but shortly after, um, it, Disneyland has closed and has not yet reopened because of COVID nineteen. Wait, Disneyland hasn't reopened. I know Disney no. World has. Oh ooh. no, Disneyland has not reopened. It's because of California. They are like so strict. Sorry, we're getting really off topic. We're talking about how California is really strict. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I think I went to Disney World for COVID, and it was fun. But like, I'd suggest just going when once COVID's over. Yes. Um. Anyways, now it's Spencer's turn yeah. to talk about one. So in Orlando, Florida. It is also known as Soarin' Over the World and was once Soarin' Over California. This confuses me so much. It's like, at which park is it Soarin' Over California and which one's Soarin' Over the World? And why are they switching so much? It's extremely confusing. But, I mean, they're both extremely fun. Um, so, it was officially opened on May 5th in 2005 in the Lamp Pavilion, which can be found at Epcot, um, like Isaac said. Um, it was a duplicate to the one in California. It has not been changed ever since the debut of Soarin' Around the World. So it's 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 basically the same, except, you know, the video can be different from, like, if it's Soarin' Over the World or Soarin' Over California. It's the st- same technology. You're still, like, going up to a screen. Yeah. And stuff. But it's just different videos and different scents. But sorry. Um uh 
so the Soarin' in Shanghai Disneyland, which is the newest um, Disney park, um, is called Soarin' Over the Horizon. It opened along with the rest of the park on June 16, 2016, and is located in the Adventure Isle section. It was not originally in the plans of the park, but the Imagineers decided to include it when they started working on the American Park Soarin' Over the when they started working on the American parks, um, well, they were, they just shut it down for refurbishment and stuff to fix things. Um, uh, but so Soarin' Over the Horizon was the first Soarin' Around the World concept. So Disney decided to put it in the American parks, but they decided to call it Soarin' Around the World. And they changed it with a few minor details. They were like, oh, since we're closing this for refurbishment, why don't we just close it and redo the whole theme of it so they, that's what exactly what they did um so um um yeah but they were the few my there was only a few minor details there's only a few changes between soaring around the world and soaring over the horizon yeah so in tokyo disney in tokyo disney sea it is called Soaring Fantastic Flight. It opened on July 23rd, 2019 and can be found in the Mediterranean Harbor. It is pretty new. Um, there, are some few, there are a few changes like that. Um, there are different ride vehicles in this one. And the Paris scene is replaced with the Tokyo Sunset. And the end scene is flying over Tokyo Disney Sea. But it's still um, soaring over the world. It's just with these few minor changes. Yeah. Still gives you that same experience where you feel like you're being part of it. Yeah. Which that's... Yeah. Okay, um, so Spencer, um, since you are a guest star on this show... Um, we are wanting you to tell us your favorite memory from Disney, any Disney park, and then you. I, we also want you to say what your favorite ride is and why you love it so much. Okay. Um, so I have two pretty similar favorite memories. Um, well, not pretty similar. They're my two favorite memories that I can pull up in my mind because There's one that, uh, it was where we were, it was, we had arrived at Disneyland the day before the Galaxy, the Star Wars part of the park opened. Or no, the Star Wars part of the park was open, and we had arrived, the first day we went to Disneyland was the same day that the Rise of the Resistance ride um, opened. So it was extremely crowded. It was so crazy. And we went into California Adventure and all the rides were so quick because nobody else went into that park. Everybody was in the Disney park, not the California Adventure part of the park. And um, so we had we got to enjoy lots of fun. And we got on the, the new ride when we went in the Disney part of the park. And... It was so much fun. That ride, out of all the rides, as Disney tried and makes it feel as real as possible, that ride felt as real as I think it could ever be. 
it was it was so much fun with my stepsister. We had a great time. And then my second memory is uh, I went with one of my cousins. Uh, it's also Isaac's cousin. Recently, this October, we went to Disney World. Um, I just, I had a lot of fun. Um, my stepsister was there too. And, you know, I just, I'd, I'd never been to Disney World before. There were so many new rides. And it was just so much fun. And then um, we had, like, 2015, some sometime around there, we had a big family trip. Um, Isaac was there. And uh, there were a lot of cousins, but it was just long, so long ago that I just, I can't remember. I remember. Yeah. Um, I remember um, we went, I think it was, we, that was like the first time I ever went on California Screaming because I was a wimp and was so scared of it. Um, but I, we went on that like tons of times. I swear we went on it like oh, six yeah. times that day. It was crazy. Um, yeah, it was fun. And anyways, um, that, oh wait, you never told us what your favorite um, ride is and why you love it so much. So, I like lots of rides. I like the classics like Splash Mountain and Space Mountain. And um, I also like I like some of the, the rides. I mean, they're not exactly new, but they're new to me. Like um, Avatar Flight of Passage and uh, Everest. Now, if I had to choose one, it would probably be Everest. Because I have never gone on a ride that was that much of a thriller. It was so exhilarating. It just, it made it made me so happy after that. I, I was like, nothing could knock me in a bad mood for the rest of this trip. It was so much fun. Yeah, Everest is such a great ride. And the, um, and the, what? And the line, it's like it has so many interactions and stuff, so many things you can see. It's like it's not a boring line. No. Um, yeah, it's like got like artifacts about the Yeti. So like they'll have like foot, a footprint and stuff and they'll have like evidence that the Yeti is real that basically Disney made. Um, so it would feel more immersive. Um, also the Yeti is actually broken in that ride, um, because it broke down. It was, it's such a big animatronic and it's so like, um, cool. Cause it used to swipe down at you, but now they've made it. So the, um, there's a light on the, um, Yeti. Because you're not, it's not swiping down anymore. So it's just, you can see the face and it's, I, that was just, so, but they would have to tear up a lot of the mountain just to get into the, where the Yeti is to fix it and stuff. So they are not, they just decided right now they're going to just project light onto it. Hopefully they will be able to change it. Um, I mean, if when not, they do put the flashing lights on it, it does. It, it is a little bit of a jump scare. Yes, especially when you don't know what's going to happen. Happen, and it's the one ride in Disney World. Well, it's there's not any. There's barely any rides in theme parks that goes backwards. So, yeah. Um, Anyways, um, that is the end of our show. If you have any questions, just shoot us an 
Instagram or whatever you call it. Um, and we will talk about them in our next episode. If you or please write a review and su- hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you are listening to this. Um, we got back. Uh, tell us. And what? That if we if sorry, you kind of broke broke up. If we got any facts wrong, we're sorry. Just tell us. And yeah, remember, we got this off of Wiki- Sorry, we got got this off of Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, and remember to always thank the Phoenicians. Bye. Bye.